1: If you want to build a, a somewhat safe roster, players with high floors are not going to completely let you down. Almost bus-proof. Who should you be looking at? We'll tell you right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam and Dave here. It is Wednesday morning for us, and this is the first of two shows we're doing today. We're going to talk about high floors, and we're going to talk about low ceilings for our Friday episode. But for the high floors, for the guys that they are fairly dependable, okay? They're not going to just go out and poop the bed, Dave. <laughs> Who should we be looking at? Forget about forget about round one. Let's go to rounds two, three, four. Uh, who should you build as the foundation of your team? No poopers
0: allowed. Yeah. So I, I like looking back to see where players finished in PPR points per game and applying that to what the floor could be for them, provided that their situation is the same, their offense is good, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the first names that stood out to me was Aaron Jones. Now, Jones has been top five 2019 and 2020 in PPR points per game. That's the profile of a first round pick. But last year he was 13th in PPR points per game. And everybody knows that, you know, the downside, A.J. Dillon's going to steal some touchdowns and definitely steal some carries. But the upside, huge question marks at wide receiver and tight end for Green Bay. I think he's safe as long as he stays healthy. He's managed to miss just a couple of games pretty much every year. I think you bake that into the ADP. And I think Aaron Jones stands out as one of these high floor, safe fish fantasy running backs that uh, that's worth drafting. And certainly you don't have to take him in round one anymore. If you're lucky, you might not even have to take him in round
1: two. Yeah, he's ADP is 23rd for Aaron Jones. So you could be looking at early round three if you're lucky on Aaron Jones. All right. How about some wide receivers in that range? I want some safety here. A high floor. Who am I looking at?
0: How about two wide receivers that have finished top 24 in PPR points per game in three of their past four years? I'm talking about Amari Cooper, who's changing teams, and that's that's going to be an issue. And the fact that he's not in Dallas anymore is kind of a bummer. But he's the number one receiver in Cleveland. And whether it's Baker Mayfield or it's Deshaun Watson throwing to him, and I think we have to start saying that now because it, I, just, I don't know how Deshaun Watson avoids a suspension at this point. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of targets and I think he'll still be that high volume ish type of receiver who can make plays after the catch and be a good red zone receiver. So uh, look at him certainly as a top 24 option, but in 2020, he was uh 20 PPR points per game in 2021. It looked more like 30 that might've been because of the crowded offense that he was in in Dallas, the other wide receiver, that's worth talking about top 24, three of the last four seasons, Brandon Cooks, the one year he wasn't, it was 2019. He finished 71st. Don't worry about that. Usually this guy is rock solid for over 1,100 yards and seven or eight touchdowns. He'll go one week with good numbers, one week with bad numbers, but you'll take that from somebody, especially when you get to the point in your fantasy draft where you're looking at wide receivers that are just imperfect. They've got multiple warts. His warts are that he's inconsistent on a week-to-week basis, but always seems to finish strong by the end of the year, and he's in Houston. But I think working in Houston is a good thing. Same deal as Amari Cooper, number one target in that offense. And he's got a decent quarterback, as it turns out, in Davis Mills, or we think it's going to be a decent quarterback.
1: So basically, we're giving you a blueprint here. Let's say you have an early pick and you took, obviously, a high upside guy with your first pick, whether it's Jonathan Taylor or it's Eckler, McCaffrey, or Cup. You come back, you take Aaron Jones with your second pick. Another guy we identified as having a high floor, someone who's had 1,000 yards every year of his career, is Mike Evans. He's obviously in a great offense with a great quarterback, so you could go with him or you could go with Keenan Allen, who basically finishes top 12 per game every season in full PPR. Um, And then let's say you took maybe Brandon Cooks in the fourth round, although his ADP is much, much lower than that. So you could take him later. My question for you, Dave, is if you take, you know, obviously you're gonna take a high upside guy with your first pick, but if you take Aaron Jones and Mike Evans back to back and you grab let me see where Amari Cooper's going. Uh maybe he you, should be somewhere between oh, you could take him in the fourth round because he's going in right. the fifth round. So I was going to say 45th and 55th. Yeah he's fifty fourth, fifty-third. So right, so you got the uh, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. You've got Three high-floor players there. Does your team have enough upside if those are your first four picks?
0: Well, sure, because you can still expect – you mentioned Evans. He's been top 12 in PPR points per game three of the last four seasons. In the year, he was, and he was 16th. And I, I can't help but think that at least early on, he's going to be a huge target magnet for Tom Brady. And if Rob Gronkowski does decide to retire or if he changes teams – that's going to help Mike Evans even more. I'm totally fine with Mike Evans as a low end number one fantasy wide receiver. And I think you should get in the mindset of him being that for your fantasy team. When you get to rounds five plus, if you've got three players that you feel real good about them providing good fantasy numbers from week to week, man, you can go out and start taking shots on high upside players. You'll hit on one or two of them and it'll help push you to being a competitive team in your fantasy league. That's, that's a game plan a lot of people go with, by the way. They'll go with the best stud available in round one. They'll be safe in rounds two through four. Then they start taking shots in round five. They don't want to take the shots on players between 15th and and 45th overall because there's risk in those players. If you take the sure things then, then you can take chances
1: later on and
0: it won't hurt you as bad with the players that you're taking those chances with.
1: Yeah, it seems like a pretty good way to start if you have an early pick. All right, thanks very much for listening and watching, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow as we talk about players with low ceilings that we might want to avoid. We need a little bit more upside. We'll talk to you about that in a little bit. See ya.